0: Lifeway. LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. G'day and welcome to the one thing a podcast designed to give you one solid practical ministry tip every week. How are you going, Derek?
1: I'm well, thank you very much. In the middle of isolation, but I'm still here doing the... Much better than I suspect a lot of other people across the country are doing.
0: Yeah, so uh, over the weekend, uh, Scott Morrison, the Prime Minister, has announced that no no gatherings in public are greater than two people. Today, today, I guess, on today's episode, we want to talk about, well, what would happen if in 48 hours there was a, you know, a greater lockdown, if there was even more restrictions? So let's, so let's hear from Rob Morton, Hastings, New Zealand
2: from from our point of view we had 48 hours notice until we went into a complete lockdown uh, and some of the options that you're talking about just are not available to us so uh, we can't interact with people from the community we can't go around to the house we can't drop them anything off we're strictly stuck in our own we, we call them bubbles our own household unit um, and and we didn't get a lot of notice for that it was probably enough notice for everyone to go and do one last panic buy and that was pretty much it for their own family so a couple of things I I would just add in one is and it depends how Australia and I realize, even you could work on a state-by-state basis but um, you can incorporate people into your bubble for a special reason, which is to say our household is fixed. We can't interact with any other household at all in a physical way, but we can bring uh, one older widow, let's say, into our bubble, uh, so long as we don't interact with anyone else and nor does she. And that might be one thing that tutors uh, have to look at if they have someone particularly vulnerable. Is there a, a household unit that would adopt them into their into their bubble and that will give them some options in the future when everything goes into lockdown, if, if you should get to that point. Um, the other thing is uh, we can't, we're not allowed to drive on the street to somebody else's house to drop them something off, you'll be stopped by police uh, and uh, asked where you're going and why and is it essential. So one option might be to think very early if you're given 24, 48 hours notice, you know, particularly families without internet or something like that, could you put together little kids packs with colouring in and all that sort of? Thing? Is that an option for dropping those into into people at short notice, something just to to get a family or a household through uh, for us, which is going to be the next four weeks, but it could be longer. Um, so that's a fair amount of material. Yeah, unfortunately for us, we because we went into lockdown so quickly, it wasn't communicated. Uh, exactly how it was going to work ahead of time um, and so a lot of people have missed out on being in a bubble because people didn't know that they could do that um, so again it, it yeah I, I can't say what will happen in Australia but that's that's what's happened here um, and it's just worth thinking there might be that option um, whereas we have examples so at the moment my wife's grandfather's in hospital nobody can visit him at all in the hospital and should he die we can't have a funeral he will just be buried or cremated and nobody can show up. There, there are going to be pastoral issues like that um, that have to be thought through. And, and and we didn't have warning. We're finding it now that we're in lockdown, how it all works. Um, but we move fairly quickly. So um, I, I'm not trying to be alarmist or anything. I'm just saying uh, it, it might be worth thinking. Should this be the case? Should you only get 24, 40 hours notice of a lockdown? Um, do you have a system for putting vulnerable people into a bubble? Uh, do you have people who quickly drive around and deliver a whole lot of things, letterboxes, whatever it would take to um, to get them through.
0: Well, that was really good to hear Rob uh, from New Zealand talk about moving into lockdown really, really quickly. I just want to quickly sort of war game that with you, Derek. And we've also got Mike Sams uh, from Adelaide uh, joining us on the conversation as well. Uh, Mike was a pastor in the Holy Trinity Network uh, for 10 years. And then before that was an assistant minister Uh, in Sydney. Uh, It brings a whole bunch of experience. Mike, it's great to have you on the podcast. Thanks, Scott. Uh, So, Derek, I'm going to push to you first. You've got 48 hours to prepare your church. What do you do uh, to interact with the wider local community?
1: Well, I don't think there's any answers to this at the moment. As with most things like this, no one really knows what to do. And all our care systems for the wider community are geared to being able to step outside, go to see them at a door, and care for them. So I suppose this 48-hour question really pushes us to thinking um, and, you know, obviously we'd we'd love to know that um, they've got enough food, there's, you know, family situation is okay, if there's a limited amount we can do, we've got 48 hours. So I wonder whether one of the things we just need to consider for our community is how do we let them know that we are here and enable them to be able to contact
0: us now that's yeah, hard a in... number of a number of people have already been doing that you know they've been doing that viral kindness care card, so in some senses you you're planning you're you're doing now to be ready in the next few weeks you're you're creating those interactions with your wider local community now
1: yeah, absolutely absolutely, and look where Rob one of the things that he noticed is some of the people in his community don't have any ability to contact they have no mobile phones and so Thinking creatively around that, like about what you do um, for your own context, that won't be a huge amount of communities, but it will be some. You know, what do you distribute burners to everyone in the community? Uh, But just being a bit more creative about that um, before you get to that 48-hour period of panic.
3: Yeah, I think if before the 48-hour period hits, if you have people that you know that aren't part of your church community, that you can make sure you've got... A way of communicating with them before it hits. That's one of the key things you can do. Um, and so you've got a 48-hour window, if that hasn't happened already, to actually uh, say, "Hey, what's your what's your uh, uh, email, or phone number?" Uh, just to, so we can keep connected um, when we can't actually see each other.
0: Okay. I I want to get to the to the one thing. The government has just announced you've got 48 hours, and we've got to go to a total lockdown. you're got to stay in your houses. You can only, one person can only go out to, uh, to go to the shops. There's no travel on the roads. Uh, you've got 48 hours to prepare your church. So, Derek, uh, what's the one thing that you're going to prioritise in, in that instance?
1: I'm going to do two things.
3: <laughs> the two things.
1: The two things. As much as I can, I want to make sure that everyone within church is able to be contacted, knows how to be contacted and there's a plan to contact them so we can stay connected. That's within church as much as is humanly possible. On the uh, community side, I want to do as much as is humanly possible to allow them a number or an, and a name for them to talk to someone if they are desperate or need help. So that may be, depending on my community, it may be they don't have internet access or anything like that. So I just need to think through my context. But I want to give every possible opportunity to people in the wider community to know that we are here, we care for them, and if we can, we'll help. That's
0: great. Mike?
3: I, uh, I agree with that 100%. I would say what Derek's done there is kept the, our purposes for church don't change, just the context. And so that's the one thing. We still want to love and care for people, the way Derek described. And the other thing I would say is that means, therefore, making disciples is still just as urgent uh, because people's lives, eternal lives, are still at stake. So we want to have that built into all our caring throughout the week.
0: Great. Well, Mike, it's been great having you on The One Thing as a special guest today. Uh, as uh, as always, can I encourage you to uh, share The One Thing if you think it's helpful for any of your ministry uh, mates, uh, and also in, can I encourage you to jump on one of our podcast partners as well? Uh, we're part of the Lifeway Leadership Podcast group, so jump on and check out uh, one of our other podcast resources. I was listening to Five LQ just the other day; a great interview with Tim Keller, some really helpful stuff for the Christian leader, just on uh, on repentance uh, and and forgiveness. And so, can I encourage you to jump into uh, to that episode? Well, it's been great, uh, great talking. Uh, I'm Scott Sanders. I'm Derek Henner. Chat soon.